are closing in on the month of June, ladies and gentlemen. But on a Wednesday, you are locked and loaded onto the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information. That being in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine coming to you from Tuscaloosa, streaming this to you on YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, go ahead right now and hit smash the subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you can have the best in updates, alerts, analysis, commentary, and content on your Crimson Tide. We got a great show prepared for you guys today, and it's more than me. As always, got the man, John Ivory, in the production studio. It's Wednesday, John. June is around the corner. How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling great. Roll Tide, man. Hey, we're about to have a great show. Y'all share the show, man. Let's light the chat up, and it's about to be fire, man. Share the show, light the chat up, and be a part of the conversation. And you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That number again, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358 to be a part of the conversation, to create a dialogue, to let your voice be heard on the show you can also text with that number and leave a voicemail with that number gonna be awesome getting a chance to sit down with former alabama wide receiver matt cadell a little later on in the show we are going to have fun here so sit tight buckle up but one of the few small updates to get to is on june 1st the freshman class the 2020 class for the crimson tide will be on campus a lot of the guys student athletes have already enrolled in classes, taking online classes. So on June 1st, the 2020 class, the freshman class, will set foot on the campus. They will enroll at the University of Alabama. Going to be exciting to watch that class that consists of guys like Bryce Young, like Malachi Moore, Trayshawn Holden, Big Tim Smith, uh, William Anderson as well. Just a lot of big names that we're going to look forward to seeing create some headway here in the upcoming season but we start off the first topic of conversation on you know this right here and this is for the people that are still not quite sold on not quite bought all the way in on mac jones being the guy for the crimson tide you have some fans that have come to the understanding of you know having jones be the starting quarterback is a good thing he's got experience he has knowledge of the playbook knowledge of the system he showed last season that with given the opportunity he can go out there and maneuver and navigate the offense and then you have the fans that go well I'm still not so I still don't think he can do it I still do not see you know Alabama winning a national championship winning a southeastern conference title or even getting to the college football playoff with one Jones calling the shots there at the quarterback position. So if you are one of those that's still not all the way sold on Jones, the question is, if you can pick any quarterback out of the SEC, we're leaving the national front out of this right now, if you can pick any quarterback out of the SEC, and um, in your mind, this particular guy is unequivocally, definitively, head and shoulders better Head and shoulders above Mac Jones, who would that person be? Now, make that decision wisely because due to 
There's not a lot of proven quarterbacks back in the conference for the upcoming season. The SEC lost four quarterbacks to the NFL draft. Three of those four were highly proven guys in Tua Tonga-Vangoa of Alabama, Joe Burrow of LSU, and also Jake Frum of Georgia. Tommy Stevens of Mississippi State also went pro, but Tua, Burrow, and Jake Frum, you're more proven guys so who would you say if you're not sold on Mac Jones who would that guy be for you and so for some people they look at well Steven I think the Jamie Newman guy I think the guy that that's transferred into Georgia from Wake Forest I would take him over Mac Jones just because you know I've heard so much about Newman he's got a mixture of Jalen Hurts and Cam Newton in his game well let's look at Jamie Newman here he's got he's got talent He's got ability, but once again, he's coming over from Wake Forest in the ACC to Georgia of the SEC. He's coming over to a new conference, new coaching style, different defense. He's, he's got to learn a whole different scheme, a whole different format, and a whole different offensive coordinator since Georgia let go of its, of its previous guy. And uh, at Wake Forest... He only faced one major defense, that being Clemson. Nobody's messing with Clemson. Nobody's challenging Clemson in the ACC. And against the one big defense Jamie Newman faced a season ago, Clemson stomped Wake Forest 52-3. Newman completed just 6 of 14 passes for 41 yards, was was intercepted twice. He had a quarterback rating of 14. So against the best defense... In the ACC, Newman struggled mightily, and now he has to come over to the SEC learning everything new, everything different, and has to deal with even better defenses, even better defensive players, more bullets flying, more consistent bullets flying, and on top of all that, not a proven guy in the SEC. So folks, okay, Steve, let's see your point there. Well, how about Miles Brennan? I would take LSU's Miles Brennan over Jake over uh Mac Jones of Alabama. LSU fans like Miles Brennan. They feel like he's comfortable. They feel like he's confident. They feel like he's a fiery guy, a mature guy, somebody that can carry this thing going that you no know, Joe Burrow kicked up and started off. But Miles Brennan did not play in a lot of big matchups where the ball was flying, the, the defenses were coming at him, right? He played in 10 games, but in the 10 games Brendan played in, the game was already in hand. It was a bunch of blowouts. When the game was close, when LSU was facing marquee competition, Brendan was not in that football game. The Tigers were campaigning Joe Burrow for you know, the Heisman Trophy. And while he does have talent, all of the pressure is going to be on Miles Brennan. And while, you know, LSU may try to simplify things for him, LSU fans are going to go, simplify what? We don't want nothing simplified, honey. We want none of that. We want the offense that Joe Burrow gave us this past year. That's what we want. We want high-flying touchdowns. We want the ball being slung around the field, slung around the field. That's what we want. We don't want no no, um, simplifying stuff because simplifying stuff means boring. Simplifying stuff means archaic. Simplifying stuff means outdated. We want that... Joe Burrow type offense being ran with Miles Brennan. Well, let's just be honest here. I do not see that happening just due to the fact that all of his pressure 
is going to be on Miles Brennan. Do not think Brennan is Burrow, so I wouldn't take Brennan over Mac Jones just due to we don't know what Miles Brennan is. And then some folks will say, well, Steven, you know, what about Bo Nix? Bo Nix is good. Bo Nix of Auburn is good. Bo Nix of Auburn is talented. There were moments last season where he did put up some solid numbers. But the issue with Bo Nix is this right here. Will Gus Malzahn get out of his own way? Malzahn has an issue with if the offense is flowing well, if the offensive coordinator is doing its job and the offense is going smoothly, then Malzahn feels some type of way because he's not calling the plays, because he's not manipulating the offense, because he's not handling the play calling on the field. He feels some type of way. He feels upstage, so he tries to snatch the offense back because in his mind, he's always talked about, I got into college football to call plays. I'm not happy unless I'm calling plays. But if the offense struggles, if the offense is not moving the right way, and people look at Gus Malzahn, then he's going to try to put it on the coordinator. Well, that's the coordinator's offense. Will Malzahn get out of his own way and allow for Chad Morris, the offensive coordinator for the Tigers, to mold, develop, and help Bo Nix grow? That's the biggest issue with Nix. He's got talent, but if Gus Malzahn does not get out of his own way, we're going to see a continuation of you know Auburn having great quarterbacks or having potential to have good quarterbacks, but not seeing those guys develop. Then you go down to, well, Stephen, what about one, Kellen Mond? Kellen Mond's good, but it's one of two things with Kellen Mond. It's either A, he has hit his ceiling, and this is all we can expect from him, being an 8, 9, 10-win quarterback that's good but cannot get AM to that next level, whether that's competing for conference championships, competing for the college football playoff, competing for national championships, and at least beating consistently an Alabama or an LSU. It's either... Kellen Mond has hit his ceiling, and we can't expect anything more from him, or has Jimbo Fisher truly failed this young man? And if the second one's the case, then that's really messed up, because when Fisher came in the A&M, the thought process was, well, he's this great quarterback mind. He's this, he's this great developer. He's this quarterback whisperer. He's this quarterback savant. He will be the guy to get... Kellen Mond on point here, and Mond entering his fourth year with the Aggies in this program. You know, has he hit a ceiling? Can he get better? Is it Jimbo Fisher's fault? Remains to be seen, but I would take Mac Jones right now over Kellen Mond. And so then you have folks talking, well, Stephen, what about John Rice Plumley of Ole Miss? John Rice Plumley is a flat-out athlete, 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, some 4-5 speed there. But he was not required to pass the football. He was not required to throw the ball last year. Only 910 passing yards, four touchdown passes, three picks. But he ran the ball a great deal, over 1,000 yards rushing with 12 touchdowns. But when you're in the SEC, Shawty, you got to throw the ball. You got to pass the ball sometimes when you're in the SEC. So I'm pretty sure Lane Kiffin will require of him to do that. Or Lane Kiffin may do what he's done in recent years. Just take a guy's skill set and just roll with it. But I would take Mac Jones over John Rice Plumley. And then last but not least, you've got K.J. Costello here who is transferring 
from Stanford or who has transferred from Stanford to Mississippi State. K.J. Costello is a big-time deal. 2018 at Stanford, he threw for over 3,000 yards, 3,540, 29 touchdowns to 11 picks. A great year, but that was K.J.'s best year in college. That was K.J.'s best year. Prior to 2018, 2017, he didn't even complete 50% of his passes. He didn't even hit 1,600 passing yards. And then this past year at Stanford, he only played in five games. So we only have one strong year of serving size, 2018, of what K.J. Costello can really, truly do here. So the point I'm getting at here is, you don't have a lot of proven quarterbacks in the SEC. When you look at a Mac Jones, Mac Jones proven guy in the sense of in the four games he started in, he played in 12 at all. In the four games he started in last year, three of the four games, he's going against defenses that have marquee leaders, marquee players, big time guys. He is seeing bullets fly and pressure situations and Mac Jones made a lot of big time plays against Arkansas he went up against guys like McTelvin Ajum who was drafted in the third round he went up against Cameron Curl who got drafted Mac Jones put up 48 points against the Arkansas Razorbacks he went up against you know the Auburn Tigers Auburn, who had Derek Brown drafted number seven overall. Noah Igbenogany drafted number 30 overall in the first round. Marlon Davidson drafted number 47 overall in the draft. Even Nick Coe made it to an NFL roster, and Mac Jones put up 335 passing yards, four touchdowns. Everybody discusses the two pick sixes, but Nick Saban's always been about what do you do after the fact? Do you dwell on the mistakes? Do you dwell on the turnovers or do you get back up, pick yourself up off the ground and continue slinging the football, continue making plays? And that's exactly what Jones did. Here's another key point here. As explosive as that LSU offense was last year with Joe Burrow, as explosive as, as it was, that Auburn defensive front held Joe Burrow, held LSU to just 23 points, and it held Joe Burrow to a quarterback rating of 85. That Auburn defensive front couldn't do a thing with Mac Jones as Mac Jones had a quarterback rating of 95.3 against Auburn. Mac Jones also put up 45 points. Jones put up 45 points against this vaunted Auburn defensive front versus the Heisman winner and Joe Burrow, who only put up 23 points and had a quarterback rating of 85 against the Tigers. And then against Michigan versus a defense that had, you know, Josh Uche drafted in the second round, Kalik Hudson drafted in the fifth round, Mike Dana drafted in the fifth round, and Jordan Glasgow drafted in the sixth round. All Mac Jones did against that defense was go 16 for 25 passing, 327 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. He's already got chemistry with Devontae Smith 
and Jalen Waddle. Just seen how of Devontae Smith, 68 catches last year, 19 came from Mac Jones, including three touchdowns. And of, and of Jalen Waddle's 33 receptions last year, 13 came from Mac Jones, including four scores. So the chemistry is right there as well. So for a lot of people that feel like, you know, Mac is not the guy, Mac doesn't do it for me for Alabama, who would you put above him in the SEC right now, unequivocally, definitively? But as you're getting ready, to get your thoughts together, we take our first break here on the show. Upon our return, we unpack your phone calls, thoughts, tweets, text messages, and concerns after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We're back kicking it with you here, folks, on a Wednesday on the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got the man John Ivory here as well. But, folks, this is your time, 205-448-1358. The number to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. But, we pick up our man, Waylon, who's in the queue right now, ready to rock and roll. Happy hump day, Waylon. How you feeling? Hump day, TDA. I wouldn't be no other place. I hope everybody on the chat line is doing good tonight. And how is everybody behind the scenes at TDA? We're doing good, Wang. We're doing good. John Ivory's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. And come Friday, we're going to have Justin in studio talking about some good old recruiting. <laughs> Justin slips in there, man. He is a brain on the ground, the boots on the ground. He knows all these guys. Man, he can lay it out so smooth. It's just like butter, Stephen. You just can't beat it. Ten you know what? You know what? I, I think it's better than butter, but you know what? Butter's a good butter's a good adjective right now. But butter's a good one right now. Yeah, Stephen. He, I mean, uh, you and, and Justin and John, y'all do a great job. Stephen, he uh, – and uh, you and Justin, y'all stay up on this stuff. It's unreal. Sometimes uh, I can't keep up with it. But, uh, you know, everybody just has got to stay calm. <clears throat> and uh, Mac Jones will be all right. I mean, everybody's just getting excited and getting ready for football. But uh, Mac will be the man. He'll lead the team. And uh, that'll be the end of that discussion, Stephen. I mean, there's n nothing else to talk about as far as I'm concerned. He is the quarterback. True, and, and I mean, and it's like I mentioned, there's not a lot of proven guys in this conference coming back. I mean, you have some guys that do have experience, but, and, 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 I, and I'll say it like this, kind of the tragedy that became a stroke of good fortune for Alabama, as much as, 
you know, we did not like seeing Tua Tonga-Vangoa get hurt against Mississippi State, well, first against Tennessee and then against Mississippi State last year. The one good thing that came out of it was people got a chance to see, okay, what do we have here in Jones? Like Alabama brought in two quarterbacks in the 2017 class. We know what Tua Tonga-Vangoa is, but now with this injury, we can see why did we bring in why did Alabama bring in Mac Jones? What was the purpose behind it? Why did he sign his letter of intent to come to the tide? And uh, the games that he started in, three of those four, I feel like Alabama fans got a chance to look and see. I mean, hey, given an opportunity, you know, this young man can play football. I mean, he got back up every time. Made big-time plays in the pocket, gave guys a chance to, you know, catch touchdown passes. He really, you know, showcased his leadership in critical situations a season ago, and not too many quarterbacks got that opportunity. Exactly, and it goes back to this, and I'll do the poem and get out of the queue here. It was a call to Coach Stallings. Uh, they were talking to Coach Stallings, and he come to Alabama in 1961. He was Barry Bryant's one of Barry Bryant's main recruiters for North Alabama in 1961. Coach Stallings was, and he was recruiting. He said, one thing you don't do, he says, you don't go out and recruit in positions. I need a linebacker. I need somebody secondary. I need somebody on the old line. I need somebody on the defense line. You go out to high schools and find football players. If these football players are good in high school, like Coach Stallings said, they'll be good in, in, in college and good in the pros. In college, you can take people and move them around and put them in positions. If they're an athlete, they can play anywhere you put them just about, except for the center position and quarterback, like Coach Stalin said. So, you know, that's a lot to, you know, think about there, Stephen. But uh, I've done a little uh, collaboration, I guess, of the national championships here. Uh, a little quick poem, I guess. We'll get on out of here and get some more people in the queue. And we're going to do a little uh, a collaboration of all of our national championships together here and made a poem. So just tell me when you're ready. Let's do this. <laughs> it was 2009 when the first championship came, when Marcel Darius brought the pain. It was 2011, Alabama brought the shame. LSU never crossed the 50-yard line in the ball game. In 2012, it was, wasn't much of a game. Eddie Lacy's spin move put Notre Dame to shame. In 2015, it boiled down to one play. It was Kenyon Drake who took Dabo's national championship dream away. In 2017, and a change at quarterback, it was Tua Tagovailoa. He, besides, he took a uh, oh, he broke Kirby Smart's defensive back in 2020. The COVID-19 soon shall pass. Will it be Nick Saban who breaks Coach Saban's record at last? All right, Stephen, I'm going to get out of here. We'll see everybody on Friday. Y'all have a good day before Friday. Stay safe. Catch you Friday. Bye-bye, everybody. Appreciate it, Wayne. Another solid poem there. He's just breaking down the national championships. But fun topic here, folks. Jalen Waddle at work. Jalen Waddle at work preparing for the 2020 season. And as you're seeing the video here play on screen here at Waddle, just – this is just filthy, JP. I mean, he just burnt this dude on an end on a little uh, dragon route. Gets around the guy, keeping his six feet, <laughs> makes the catch for a touchdown. And Waddle only touched the ball 293 times last year, but he had 33 catches for 560 yards receiving. 
had six touchdowns. National media kind of looks at him more as a kick returner, punt returner, and though he's electrifying in both areas. Auburn saw him take the 98-yard kick return back in the Iron Bowl. Of course, LSU witnessed that 77-yard punt return where the guy tried to break Waddle's neck, and he still got away and took it 77 yards to the house. Waddle led college football this past season, averaging 24.4 yards per punt return. So while he is very much so dangerous, elusive, dynamic, all of these different adjectives in terms of a return specialist, He's a really talented, really savvy wide receiver. I mean, in two seasons here, he's got over 1,000 yards receiving with uh, 13 touchdowns. So a guy that's nothing to play with in the receiving aspect. And I feel like this year, even though Devontae Smith will be the security blanket for Mac Jones, right? Just like A.J. McCarron back in, you know, 2011, 2012, 2013, just like A.J. McCarron, in big moments, he looked for Kevin Norwood, he looked for number 83, Mac Jones in big moments will look for number six. Devontae Smith will serve as that veteran, crafty, experienced, deceptive, as far as the speed goes, he'll be that security blanket for Mac Jones, when Jones needs to move the chains on third down, when Jones needs a game, uh, you know, saving play or a game breaking play or a game changing play, so to speak, w when the moment's big, when the moment's at its highest, I feel like Mac Jones will look for Smitty. But I think Jalen Waddle is going to prove to national media that as good as he is as a return specialist, he is just that dangerous. He is just that elusive as a wide receiver, catching passes, getting up and down the field, scoring touchdowns, creating you know, marquee plays. And I brought this up on Monday's show about how this past draft venue, 35 guys were taken at wide receiver, including six in the first round. Two of the six come from the Alabama Crimson Tide with Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, of course. Jalen Waddle is trying to stamp his name you know, as a first-round pick. Devontae Smith trying to stamp his name as well as a first-rounder. And despite the amount of competition that they're going to face in the upcoming season, it's going to be fun to watch to see how both of these guys do. But just going back to the, going back to the video of Waddle here, speed, uh, hands, route running, burning guys, whether he's working to the inside, whether he's working to the outside, it's going to be fun watching Waddle next season. If it's difficult for this guy to keep his hands on Waddle, if it's difficult for his own teammates to keep their hands on Waddle defensively you know, at practice, then a third year round, it's going to be difficult for these defensive backs to keep their hands on the human joystick. But we take another break here on the show. Continue, though. Light up the YouTube chat line with your thoughts, questions, concerns. Also, light up the call line, 205-448-1358. Phone lines open. Definitely want to hear from you. But upon our return, we jump into former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell. Got a fun topic coming up after this. If you 
want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson to Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back into the action, folks, on In My Own Words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And we got a fun topic, entertaining one for you right now as we go to the In My Own Words hotline, picking up former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell, who played from 2003 to 07. Matt, are you ready to dive into Bama's version of the last dance? I'm ready. Let's get it started. We're going to get into Bama's version of The Last Dance, ladies and gentlemen. The Last Dance, the documentary of the Michael Jordan-led Chicago Bulls in the 1990s. So, Matt Cadell and I decided to kind of do some comparing and contrasting with the uh, Chicago Bulls' last dance to this Alabama team for the upcoming season. So, we'll start things off here with head coach Phil Jackson. Um, So, Matt... Who would you compare? How would you compare? Who would you compare to Phil Jackson in terms of Alabama? Obviously, uh, Coach Nick Saban. Uh, they draw a lot of comparisons. Both are championship coaches, great leaders. They bring the best out of each player. Uh, they have a great understanding and wisdom and knowledge of the game. Uh, they both are feel like they're be- at their best when they're able to connect with the players. Uh, on a personal level, as you can see with uh, Phil Jackson's interaction with uh, Dennis Rodman. Um, And he's always in the player's corner. Uh, I believe they're two of the most influential coaches in sports history. Uh, They know how to manage different personalities and uh, get the personal goals, bring the, the, have an understanding of each player and focus on the team and know that those individual accolades and goals will come. And I believe what makes great coaches, if you know how to make adjustments throughout the game, I believe Coach Saban and Phil Jackson improved uh, throughout their coaching tenure that they know how to make adjustments to win games, and it's proved by both of them winning multiple championships. You're gonna you're going with Nick Saban there, Matt. I'm gonna go Coach Saban as well. And the reason I'm gonna go with head coach Nick Saban is both he, both guys know how to push the buttons to get the most out of each player. But not just the most out of each player. I feel like both coaches push the right buttons on their own coaching staffs. You see what Coach Saban does yeah. at Alabama. We have seen what uh, Phil Jackson did on his staff with the Chicago Bulls. So pushing the right buttons, players and staff, is why I look at Coach Saban. So we we now go to who would represent the offensive version of Michael Jordan. The scoring mentality, the mentality of if I'm going to get a bucket, I'm going to get a bucket. So for Alabama offensively, who's going to have that scoring mentality in your mind here, Matt? 
Uh, I believe it starts with the quarterback play of, of uh, Mac Jones. I believe Mac um, has a lot of great experience. He's been able to sit uh, behind Tua, and really it's time for him to step up to play and him be that competitive leader, have that relentless to p- pursuit to score, put the ball in the end zone, not turn the ball over, um, and really dominate the defensive opponents. And I think – uh, Mac is that Michael Jordan for this offense. Who is yours? Well, Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the same one. I'm gonna go with Mac Jones, and uh, I'm gonna say Mac Jones in terms of the competitive fire. We know how competitive Jordan was. He didn't like to lose in any way, shape, form, or fashion. If you if he did, you would hear some words from Jordan that I can't say on this on, on this platform right here. So the same <laughs> yeah. thing with Mac Jones. He hates to lose. I mean, in interviews we've had with him. He's talked about how he's been a winner everywhere he has been. You know, he and Coach Saban talk smack back and forth, just like MJ and Phil Jackson talk smack back and forth. So I'm going to go with Mac Jones as well offensively. But now we go to the defensive side, Cadell. You know, Jordan played defense too. So who would have to be the tough getting your head, frustrates you type defensive player that Alabama needs like Chicago had with Jordan? I'm going to say Dylan Moses. Uh, I believe Dylan Moses is such a competitor on the defensive end. He's a great leader. Uh, I believe he's going to bring the best out of all the players just as Jordan did. Um, I believe Dylan is just, you know, he's so hungry. He's so competitive. And I think he's ready to prove a point and make a statement and be that, you know, that Michael Jordan captain on the defensive end for our defense. I like, I like the move there, Matt, going with uh, Dylan Moses. And, and, and for right now, we are sticking on the same playing field here. I'm going to go with Moses as well, but for a different reason. The reason I'm going Dylan here is going back to when going back to Jordan's first couple of years in the league, he had suffered an injury. It was a push for him getting to the top, but when he finally got on top in 1991, you know, oh, how sweet it was. Kind of the same thing with Dylan Moses. He had the injury last year. He's been pushing to get to the top. He's been pushing to kind of be that guy, and I feel like this year, he finally gets to the top. He shakes off the injury bug. We see the full package of Moses come center circle, center stage. He will be big time. Well, folks, if you're just tuning into the show, we got the man Matt Cadell, former Alabama wide receiver, live here on the show on a Wednesday as we're breaking down Bama's last dance. We're taking the Chicago Bulls' last dance, and we're putting the Crimson Tide spin on it. So now, Matt, we go to Scotty Pippen, and we're going to start with the defensive part of Scotty Pippen first. So who is your defensive Scotty Pippen for the Crimson Tide? I'm going to say my defensive Scotty Pippen is going to be Christian Barmore. Um, I think the pressure that uh, he gives us, the in- energy, his instincts, uh, the domination up front on the defensive line is really what's going to help our defense uh, click um, from the secondary all the way up to the linebackers. Uh, he brings a, a lot of tenacity, a lot of high energy. He has a plays with a high motor, and I believe he will complement, be a very complimenting piece up front for Dylan Moses and our defense to be effective this year. So you got Barmore as your Scotty Pippen. Here is where we differ here, Matt. I'm going with Christian Harris as my Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. 
with Dylan Moses being Michael Jordan. Christian Harris is going to be right next to him at that weak side backer position. His ability to fly in there, blow plays up. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism to play in coverage as well as the speed and the elusiveness to avoid offensive linemen, shoot gaps, get inside, create havoc in the backfield. I like Christian Harris as my Scottie Pippen. But defense now to offense. Who is the offensive Scottie Pippen in your mind, Cadell? Uh, my offensive Scottie Pippen is Najee Harris. Um, he he can affect the game in so many ways, uh, whether it's running ball, uh, in the passing game. I believe it's going to really help complement, make our offense so balanced and effective where we'll be able to throw so many different um, looks uh, against defenses that we have to face this year. And I think when Najee has great games on the ground, it opens up the passing game. When Najee has great games in the past, it opens up the running game. I believe that just having Najee being an effective um, pass blocker, uh, everything he does is going to really help our offense uh, go to new heights this year. Najee's a great one there, Matt. For me, give me Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith would be my Scotty Pippen just due to as underrated as Pippen was as a over as an overall player. I feel the same as not not you know, as underrated as Pippen was. Devontae Smith just that underrated can do everything. He can run the right routes. He can uh, run precise routes. He catches every pass, doesn't drop a football. He works back to the quarterback. He's got deceptive speed. He's a guy that can attack the ball at its highest point. Despite his size, he's a very exceptional blocker. So Devontae Smith, just like Scottie Pippen, can do it all offensively and defensively for the Bulls. Devontae Smith, from a wide receiver standpoint, can do it all for the Crimson Tide. Moving on here, Matt, we go down to Dennis Crazy Man Rodman. Who is your Rodman, Matt Cadell? My Dennis Rodman. Uh, as much as I want to say Ruben Foster and Rolando McClain, I think um, our Dennis Rodman for this year's team is going to be um, Christian Harris, I believe. You know, he's a young linebacker who's going to give us that defensive presence. He's, he's going to play with a lot more confidence this year, uh, emotion. Uh, and that's just going to unleash uh, the, the 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 greatness of, of Christian Harris on the defensive end. And I think he's going to be in for a special year um, this football season. So you've got Christian Harris, my crazy, wild, untamable Dennis Rodman, Christian Barmore. Barmore is my Rodman. I mean, th this guy, energetic, passion, people love being around him. People enjoy being around him. He gives his he gives his effort. He gives his high energy every single game, every single week, every single time he's on the field. And we're going to get a chance to see more of that in the upcoming season. So I would have Barmore as my Rodman. But, folks, we are joined live by the former Alabama wide receiver Matt Cadell playing from 2003 to 2007 with the Crimson Tide always joining us on a Wednesday. And, Matt, hey, I had fun with this. I appreciate you coming on to always drop your knowledge, your expertise, your viewpoint on the Crimson Tide. And until next Wednesday, man, brother, you be good. You take care. Now, always roll tight. 
enjoy having Matt Cadell here just talking some Bama last dance, putting the Bama spin on those great Chicago Bulls teams. We go to another break right here on the show, but upon our return, we dive into more of your phone calls, thoughts, tweets, text messages, concerns. Bring them to us. We unpack them on the show after this. Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. And it is back on you, Crimson Tide Nation, as we have returned on the hottest show on the streets, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in and let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. That number one more time, 205-448-1358. We picked up another call in the queue on a Wednesday. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Can't complain here in yourself. I'm doing great. I'm just looking forward to the season coming and, and uh, uh, enjoy your show. And uh, I had a question about the defense. I don't have any questions about the offense. With the offensive line we got coming back, and wide receivers, quarterbacks, and running backs, I think the offense will be just fine. I love our offense. My question is defensively, can we tackle – as bad as we did last year. Please give me something to look forward to that the defense is going to be better tackling defense. And and which one of the newcomers you think will make an impact? Will Anderson, Tim Smith, uh, Drew, Drew uh, Sanders? And I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you, guys. No problem. We appreciate the call there. Defensively, Alabama's going to be improved. Very much so improved. Once again, I talked to a guy a couple of weeks ago. I believe it was last week. No, it was a couple of weeks ago. And he told me, you know, scrap that 2018-2019 Bama defense far from your mind. The 2020 Bama group is going to be a whole lot better. A much better tackling unit because the having a, Dr. Matt Ray and David Ballou, they're working on, you know, everything, tailor-made workouts, working on hand strength, working on, you know, if this particular workout, if this particular drill, if this particular exercise is not going to translate into this team being bigger, faster, stronger, better, more flexible, if this is not going to help us translate into being the best defense and the best overall team, then we're not performing that exercise. So, Alabama's going to be a, a better, more improved tackling team, tackling defense, better overall defense. Now, in terms of newcomers, I can see I can see Tim Smith. I can see Will Anderson, both of those two. I can see Drew Sanders, but more so Tim Smith 
and Will Anderson, both of those two. I'll even throw a dark horse out there of the newcomers defensively. Brian Branch at safety. Brian Branch is one of those highlight safeties that just does things on film. He's always around the football. He's always creating turnovers. He did this, you know, in high school over there at Tyrone, Georgia. So watch uh, watch Brian Branch as well. So that'll be my dark horse with my two main guys, Will Anderson and Tim Smith. We appreciate the call there. A good topic here, folks. Congratulations. A huge kudos is an order for one Nick Williams. Nick Williams, former Alabama wide receiver out of the Florida area who came, who played from 2009 to 2012. Williams, part of three BCS National Championship teams, two SEC title teams. He is the son of former Alabama assistant coach Bobby Williams. Uh, coach Bobby Williams was also the head coach at Michigan, he at Michigan State, excuse me. He is currently right now on Mario Cristobal staff at Oregon, but his son, Nick Williams, who recently coached at Jacksonville State University here in Alabama at JSU. He was an assistant head coach, special teams coach, and wide receivers coach. And Williams has accepted a coaching job as the offensive quality control coach for the New York football giants. So Nick Williams joining Joe Judge who's the head coach of the franchise, Coach Judge, who was at Alabama from 2009 to 2011 as a special teams assistant. So he was he was at Alabama the same time that, that uh, Nick Williams was. So, JP, I mean, how about Nick Saban's coaching tree growing like weeds, man? It's crazy, man. About to go live next year. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. So, you know, kudos to Coach Williams, uh, to Nick Williams getting the job for the Giants. I'm very close with his family. You know, Bobby Williams, great guy. You know, his wife, Machine Up, very precious lady right there, and just a all-around strong family, a football-involved family, and and to see Nick, you know, achieve the dream and getting called up to coach for the Giants. Uh, my my good thoughts, prayers, strong wishes of dominance to to that young man as he goes to the big as he goes to the big leagues. But we go to our next break here on the show. Upon our return, we will dive into something interesting. The freshman group at wide receiver for the Crimson Tide. Will Bama have a freshman wide receiver to emerge and mess up some things for opposing defenses? We'll chat it up after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdownalabama.com. Alabama.com today and roll tide. 
It's time to unpack some receivers here on the hottest show on the streets, in my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you can have all the updates, content, alerts, and analysis on your Crimson Tide. But the topic is, will Alabama have a true freshman at the wide receiver position this season to kind of mess some things up, to throw a monkey wrench, to give a little curveball to these defensive minds, defensive coordinators, defensive players. And the reason why I ask the question is, despite the Tide having, you know, two main guys in Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, and both of those guys are dynamic players, and on top of that, you have, or it has, uh, Slade Bolden, John Mechie, Terrell Shavers, and Xavier Williams. It's it's always been, you know, the freshmen. It's always been freshman players that come in and just really sort of mess things up for opposing defenses in terms of, you know, Alabama keeping those guys on offense. And before I dive into that, you know, defense, defensive coordinators – in their minds right now, they're thinking, okay, Alabama lost Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs III to the, to the, uh, the NFL draft. Now, of course, they, it brings back Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith, but we feel like we got enough DBs. We feel like we got enough defensive firepower to contain, to control you know, those two guys just due to Bama doesn't have other proven weapons at the receiver position. And... In years past, going back to 2008, the idea was as long as we control Julio Jones, as long as we can control number eight, we will live with everybody else. I mean, Alabama may have guys that could be dominant elsewhere, but as long as we can control eight, we feel like those other guys cannot burn us like Julio Jones can. And so then that went down to the 20, you know, 12 year with Amari Cooper as a freshman. A lot of people felt like as long as we can control Amari Cooper, as long as we can control number nine, everything else will fall into place. I know Alabama's got DeAndre White. I know they've got Christian Jones. I know Kevin Norwood has burned us from time to time. I know they've got Kenny Bell as well. But as long as we as a defense can control number nine, as long as we can control Amari Cooper, we'll be okay. That 2012 season, though, Amari Cooper, he messed some stuff up for those opposing defenses. Cooper, 59 catches, you know, 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns, and he had coordinators pulling their hair out. And he had defensive players pulling their hair out going, my God, where is Bama getting these receivers from? We thought we had the tie bottled up. We thought we had Alabama contained, but here comes a big-time wide receiver in the form of a freshman from Miami Northwestern High School in Florida just ripping us alive. And then... It goes down for 2015 to where back to where opposing defenses go. As long as we contain, you know, Calvin Ridley, you know, everybody else, we can let everybody else get by. Our Darius Stewart, yeah, he aight. Rich Richard Mullaney, he aight. Robert Foster, he aight. Cam Sims, he aight. OJ Howard, with the exception of Clemson getting burned by OJ Howard in the title game, you know, all those guys aight, but. We don't feel like they can burn us the way Calvin Ridley can. And Calvin Ridley 
sat there and ripped people up as a freshman. 89 catches, 1,045 receiving yards, and seven touchdowns. And then 2017, defenses were hit with the trifecta. Here comes Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs III, you know, and Jalen Waddle. And people were like, you know what? As, as long as we... Shut down the Calvin Ridley's. As long as we shut down the Robert Fosters. As long as we shut down the Cam Sims. As long as we shut down the older guys. These three freshmen can't possibly hurt us, right? Can they? Uh, wrong. Because 2017, I mean, Jerry Judy, 14 catches for 264 yards. He had some big plays. Henry Ruggs, the third that season, had six touchdowns to lead the team. Devontae Smith says, you know what? If you overlook me, I will catch game-winning touchdowns. He had three touchdowns that season. Two of those were game winners against Mississippi State. And the big one came against Georgia in the national championship game. And then those three guys went on to be bigger as sophomores and juniors as defensive masterminds are going, we, we got to defend all of them. Like, if we double-team Judy, Ruggs is going to explode. If we double-team Ruggs, Smitty's going to explode. We, we, we can't just defend one guy. We got to take on everybody. And in 2018, Jalen Waddle hits the picture, and just when people got comfortable with going against Judy, Smitty, and Ruggs, here comes the lightning in a bottle in Waddle, and he just destroys everybody as a freshman. 848 receiving yards, had seven touchdown receptions, dynamic punt returner. So we've seen this happen. It's always been the freshman to fush, to frustrate, and to really mess up the mindset, the scheme, the idea, the plans of opposing defenses. So Alabama brought in three true freshmen for this 2020 class. Which one of these three will be the one, if, it, if one of these three can emerge, which one will, will frustrate the plans of these defenses? I mean, could it be a Javon Baker? Javon Baker out of the uh, the Georgia area, six foot three, a guy that loves to embarrass opposing defensive backs, a guy that loves to embarrass defensive players, a guy that loves to you know box out guys, make big make big catches, run great routes. So you got Javon Baker. Then you've got Trayshawn Holden out of California. You know he's six three, and while he was recruited. To play a receiver, there was some film on him doing some things as a defensive back. However, I still feel like, I still feel like Coach Saban will keep him at wide receiver. But it's Trayshawn holding the guy that could mess some things up for opposing defenses. And then you even have, you know, Thayu Jones-Bell out of the Florida area at six feet. And uh, he carries the same body type of the same compact structure as a Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, myself, and, of course, Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. We were both at the Under Armour All-America practices in uh, Orlando, Florida last year, you know, watching Jones Bell at work. And down there, it was Ed Reed, it was Reggie Wayne, and Deion Sanders, three NFL Hall of Famers, three NFL legends were down there, and we're just watching Jones Bale catch everything thrown his way. We're watching Jones Bale bounce off tacklers. We're watching him run 
just smooth routes. We're watching him catch everything thrown in his direction. So is he the guy that can frustrate defenses? So Alabama is known for having true freshmen come in, uh, pick up the system, pick up the scheme, and and just bother opposing defenses on the field. We, we've seen it happen with Amari Cooper. We've seen it happen with Calvin Ridley. We've seen it happen with the trio of Judy, Ruggs, and Smith. We've seen this happen now with Jalen Waddle. So who would be the freshman this upcoming season? Who would be the freshman to represent 2020 that could be you know, the guy here for the Crimson Tide? To me, I feel like to me, I would go with Javon Baker in this sense. I would go with uh, Javon Baker in this sense just, just to me. I feel like he would be the guy to uh, to really sort of step up and be that guy. But for you, you know, the Crimson Tide fans, be sure to put to line us up here in the chat line on YouTube. Who do you feel like would be the guy that could, as a true freshman, come in here and really frustrate, really aggravate these defensive guys, these defensive players, these defensive coordinators and masterminds. But we're going to go to a final break here, short one. When we come back, we will put a pretty bow and wrap this show up. Don't touch that Dow. This is In My Own Words. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide we're back in here on a wednesday in my own words with yours truly stephen m smith of touchdown alabama magazine with the man john ivory and uh, appreciating you guys tuning into the show today calling us up lighting up that youtube chat line as always don't forget to hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you can have the best in updates, alerts, analysis, content, and commentary on your favorite football program, that being the Crimson Tide. Looking forward to seeing which true freshman wide receiver could potentially emerge, rise, be a big factor, and frustrate the defensive coordinators, defensive minds, defensive players that Alabama will face in the upcoming season. But as always, Tide Nation, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on this program. You can get this by getting to it by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. And it's very simple, very easy to do. You can get this via the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you happen to have the Android phone. For those audio listening needs there we got you itunes or apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher overcast.fm google play uh tune radio or iHeartRadio. we got you covered right here if the good and gracious lord sees fit i will return on friday continuing the conversation at this bama football we will also have our own justin smith live in studio talking some recruiting but until next time folks husbands love your wives wives value you appreciate those husbands children be sure to legitimately now do those things to not be bored get those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day protect yourself 
protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith, and this has been In My Own Words.